Well, Coach 3-0, you come off your district opener, your district opener at home, you get senior night to boot, and you debut New Jersey's. A lot of things going on. Well, we had a great week of work. Uh, I think our players realized uh, they've competed against Del Valley enough through the years to know how athletic Del Valley always is. Del Valley, from a you know an offensive standpoint, the year before they scored the most points on us at any team the entire 2019 season, and that was a little carrot that we dangled in front of our players. You know, make sure that they they realize that. And, you know, senior night, uh, we decided to have it as early in the season as we could. I hope that that we took the opportunity to honor these seniors because you just never know in these in this pandemic time, you know, what might come your way. So I want to do it early in the year. One thing that was very noticeable on senior night and very noticeable is a little bit of a break in tradition. There was this opportunity to break with tradition and, and move away from the silver helmet on your district home opener. And you had the opportunity to introduce a blue helmet with a Westlake W that we're used to seeing on a silver helmet, but it's got the silhouette of the Texas flag. And then, of course, the Jumpman Jordan brand uniforms you know, we've often heard that that uniform changes at the college level, you know, the the pizzazz of maybe doing things a little differently. Now that you've won that state championship last year, does it make that easier to try new things and, and not be really scared of what it might do? You know, it's one of those deals that I'm I'm as a traditionalist as anybody. I love the fact that uh, that we wear those beautiful silver helmets and but I also understand that these kids like to, you know, they, they like that kind of stuff. And going into this year, I thought, what what more of a group that deserves it than this bunch? Because they've fought and scratched to get to this part, and they're, and they're making so many sacrifices. So it's an alternate helmet that may be worn two or three times a year. The kids were really fired up about it. The Saturday before, after we got through with our meeting, Matt Cody, one of my young coaches who, you know, not too long ago he was playing, he still got a, a body that looks good in a uniform. So I, I made him my, my human mannequin, and we put the uniform on him with the helmet all striped up. He came in the back door of the of the meeting room we were in. They they got pretty fired up about it. It was a fun time. And to be honest with you, Joe, during all this kind of stuff, we want to just embrace everything we can about the great game of football. And, and this is it was a neat deal for the kids. All of that stuff, those uniforms, that helmet, that's for our, for our kids. Let's just say thank you for all the hard work that you do. And I appreciate the Booster Club and, and other people who, who helped with the helmets. And it obviously worked. Obviously, you know, I think at the end of the game, you mentioned that, hey, if it didn't play well, we'd probably never see those jerseys again. But you talked about dangling a carrot, zero points allowed. And from our count, 12 total yards of offense when it comes to Del Valley. We can mm -hmm. talk about 58 points and how well the offense played, but at the end of the day, it comes down to Tony Salazar's bunch on that side of the ball being able to dominate completely. And one of the stats that really jumped out to me, in addition to just 12 total yards, was the third down conversions. I think that was huge, uh, a huge stat that really told the story of the game. We always tell our def defensive players that we really don't want you to play that many snaps. And sometimes they look at me kind of funny, like, you don't want me – no, we don't want you to be on the field very long. And our defense was not on the field for very long the other night because we forced nine three and outs. I mean, that's nine possessions that Del Valley total on nine possessions only had 27 plays. And they only had 11 possessions in the game. They didn't snap the ball very much. And that's kind of the way you, you want to play on defense, get the ball back to your offense. You know, they had two two dynamic offensive players, Tavi Dunlap, and then number three, their young wide receiver who was had really gotten off to a hot start. They had been throwing the ball pretty well. We were able to keep those two guys in check, and that was that was the big difference. In a 58 to nothing win, I know that nitpicking has to happen week in and week out. You've averaged over 50 points a game in, in all three uh, games to start this season off. What are you working on for this week specifically? What are the, some of the things that you can drill down 
on the performance against Del Valley that you're working on for this week? Oh, no doubt. Fun thing about this team is that we're playing at a high level right now, but we're not, we really haven't scratched the surface about uh, how good I think that we can be. Want to continue to um, improve in the passing game. I mean, we're, we're throwing for about 250, but there's, there's a few things here and there that can be cleaned up. We've turned the ball over two times. You know, our goal board is to not turn the ball over. Uh, So we got to do a better job protecting the football. We've had uh, a turnover in each of the last two games. Kicking game, we've left some points off the board. Uh, we've missed some extra points in the last two games. As well as we have played on defense, there's you know there's been some missed tackles. There's a whole lot of things. As a whole football team, we're not – the kids are, are playing their tails off. The one thing is they're just being really physical, and that cures a whole lot of stuff. You know, we definitely can improve. And that's the thing that we want to go into this game on Friday night is understand – we're playing against uh, a team that has the coach for that team is the guy that was the coach for Denton Geyer. This guy and his staff can coach football. They'll have his team as ready as they can be. Will there be a little extra motivation from them? Of course it will be. They're, they're competitors. We're at a certain level right now. We've set the bar pretty high at this early part of the season. We don't want to play below that bar. And that's going to be tough to do after last week, but I think we can, I think we can, you know, sometimes you can go and you can win football games and that's the key. It doesn't matter. I mean, you having more points than they do and it's over with where it's one or 58 is what counts. But when you play the game, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. We may be able to win a game. We want to make sure that we are getting better, you know? So when we tee it up at seven 30 at 10 30, we want to collectively be able to look ourselves in the face and go, you know what, we're better right now than we were three hours ago. Or, man, that, was, that wasn't our best effort. So we are striving, you know, each and every day, each and every game. And our kids are just really buying into that. I mean, we, we had a, an hour and 45-minute practice. That's our normal practice. We had about three hours of work done in about an hour and 15 minutes. And it was crisp and it was nice. And kids were flying around and said, all right, we're done. And that efficiency model actually helps when you're starting to install new things. Obviously, new opponents, it helps the attack team be more efficient. It means that everybody's collectively buying into the business at hand week to week. And I think the pandemic has really placed that at at a premium. We've talked about this in weeks past, but what's really interesting is in our Shop of the Week conversations, you're hearing it from the kids as well. The players are are echoing that and they're saying, we don't know if we're going to have another practice. We don't know when all of this can be taken away from us. And you're wish away the preparation has been a constant theme don't wish it away now it's it's such a reality do you find that that's taking hold and and it's just evident by how efficient and how ready everyone is it's so evident and i think it's real it's the real characteristic it's the personality of this team i was asked at a quarterback club before uh, right after the first game, someone asked me, what do you believe the personality of this team is? And at that point, we had one game. I don't think after one game you really know. Tell me a little bit more after week two. But after three weeks, the one thing about this football team is they love the game of football. And a, and a lot of people out there would go, well, of course they do. They play football. No, we have all been a part of athletic teams that everybody's playing for all the wrong reasons. They're playing for their mom or they're playing for their daddy or they're playing but just to be a part of something. Or this bunch really – I mean, throughout the roster, they love the game of football and they are approaching it day in and day out. 
as if they just have so much appreciation for the opportunity to play under these circumstances. And so that's kind of the way, you know, practices are going right now. And we're not perfect, but uh, it's a it's a pretty refreshing culture right now. You've been in the shoes of John Walsh before, coming from a successful program like South Lake Carroll, moving to college, then coming to Marble Falls, and then rebooting your, your high school career here in Westlake, moving from one program to another where you've had success. What is John Walsh's situation like? Can you kind of elaborate? I know it's a personal journey for everybody, but mm-hmm. to be a a state ranked team to constantly be in the conversation, winning a state title, to be in that final last year against Westlake. What's that like coming in from a successful program to a new program in San Marcos that's definitely ripe for rebuilding? Well, the, the one thing that John has, and I want to make sure that our kids understand this, he has a plan. There is a blueprint. Will it take a little time? Sure it will. It always does. Even if you're going into places that are just dripping with talent, it takes a little time. But, I mean, John Walsh is a fabulous football coach. He's got a lot of members of the staff that were on his staff, that guy that are with him. You can see it. Watching the video of them against Lake Travis, and I know Lake Travis at, at a certain point kind of took that game over. But you can see a well-coached football team. To make a game of it early, to, to cause havoc. You know, they, they pulled some things against Lake Travis that I don't think the Cavaliers are ready for, you know, an onside kicks. They've got players up front that can get to the quarterback, you know, Jaquavius Simmons, 6'3", 220-pound sophomore, and you see Cannon Webb on the backside as, as their top defender in the safety position. These guys know how to play football, but it's, it's also that leadership that you're talking about. That, that foundation, this might be the first time that they really understand what championship football is all about because they know what it looks like. And now they're about to find out, you know, with their game at Westlake and you get Lake Travis and Westlake out of the gate and you get them, as, as our broadcast team said on Friday night, get them out of the way so that you can really start to build your program and, and start winning district ball games. Well, I'll tell you what John has done. What I, what I can see, he's got all the players out of the halls. He's got a bunch of guys playing. As you look at our league right now, and us and Lake Travis have a full slate of freshman and JV teams. Well, the only other one that has one is San Marcos. Well, San Marcos is the, is the smallest school in our competitive district. He's got them fired up about football at San Marcos. And they do have some guys that, that are playing really well. Kenai Gidry played against us. He played at Lehman as a freshman and as a sophomore. You know, I can remember when he was, you know, about 5'10", about 155. Well, he's 5'11", 190 now. He's a, now he's a grown man. Their quarterback, the the previous staff threw, threw the pup to the Wolves last year, which is paying off. He's got four sophomores starting on defense. Uh, you can tell what John's doing and starting to build for the future. The best football player that we can see outside of Kenai Gidry, he's, he's really a special running back, is Cannon Webb. Uh, number seven. He's their free safety. He also plays wide receiver for him. He runs reverses for him. He's a kick returner, punt returner, does a little bit of everything. And uh, he's someone to definitely watch. We've had the privilege of interviewing three of the six. Our fourth one is Michael Taft coming up at halftime. You know, Mookie's a different cat and he really came on the scene in a big way last year. You hear a lot about legacy with this group. They want to leave this place better than they found it. And what this senior class is, is really trying to find out for themselves is how do we leave it better than we found it when we won a state championship last year? Well, the answer always is, well, we're hungry for the next one. We want to be the class that wins it back-to-back. We want to be the only kids at Westlake that won two state titles. There's already that baked-in hunger, and I hear it from every single captain. What does Michael do 
as a leader that, that really kind of permeates that idea? First of all, he never has a bad day. Uh, he's one of those guys, and you know, you and I have talked to many times. I, I, I like to brag on kids that don't have bad days, Me, meaning he's always got a smile on his face. He loves a game of football. It's hard to beat Chipper at 5.15 in the morning. You know, it just really is. But he's, he's one of those guys that just he's always got a smile on his face. His leadership style is infectious. He leads by words. He leads by encouragement. He leads by example. He's a very, very physical football player. Last season, it wasn't a mistake or it wasn't an accident that he was the player of the game in the state championship game. I mean, he was he was starting to do those kind of things on a regular basis. Michael Taff is that microcosm of your captains, you know, the love of the game of football, wanting to protect that legacy. We bragged about the defensive line last week and their performance against Midway. This week, I want to brag on the offensive line because I think that is a unit that is really starting to see what they can be. Some guys got their first start on the offensive line last week and you really saw that that camaraderie and that that gelling that was going on throughout the game this is a group of, of guys that really wants to perform at a high level this is the deepest uh that our offensive line has been since we've been here i mean right now brandon murdoch my offensive line coach is he's rotating seven guys the starters last week you know it was it was bray lynch and then it was michael mckelvey then it was uh jack uh i think uh christian started at right guard and then uh, connor started at right tackle well, two series later, it's almost something like you just bump everybody down, bump the other guy over, and it's a nice situation right now. We've got nice size. You know, we've got about five of five of the seven that you know tip the scales at two seventy five or more. We've got a lot of versatility. Three guys that can play center of those seven. Three of them that can play tackle. Four of them that have played guard. All of them pretty much can play guard. They are very physical. The one last week that really stood out, he's going to be, I think, a fabulous player. I think he'll be a, a, a decently highly recruited player by the time he's done with here is Bray Lynch because he's – you know, he's 6'4", and he's about 275 right now. And he's really starting to play with that, you know, Westlake offensive line, that nasty attitude. And he's very athletic also. I know this from my own playing experiences. When you have depth and a lot of guys that can do a lot of things well, you have a team that's always in a good mood because everybody understands that they're they're one play away or they're one snap away from getting an opportunity to perform and to ball out in front of their teammates. And you say that every single week. You know, when you go over film, it is all about what they do for each other. It's not about it's not about for mom or dad or or any personal reasons. It's literally for each other. And I think everybody relishes that opportunity, and that's what comes with depth. It really does. And it's also competition. You know, like what Brandon tells those seven is if you're not being productive, you may not be a part of this seven. He told the offensive line, he said, last year in a state championship year for the first seven games, we played three quarterbacks equal amount. And the only reason that Coach Dodge did that for seven weeks in a row is because they were all productive. If, if one of them hadn't have been productive, then he probably would have dropped by the wayside, you know. And so he kind of used that. And, and right now they are all being productive, but there is competition. The other thing I want to say, about this football team right now is it's it's interesting when you when we're at practice you know I'm not going to go into your math class and try to talk football you know to you and I'm not going to go in your social studies class and start talking you know football schemes to you and I'm not going to get in the middle of your social life and and try to talk football so don't be talking about that stuff on our football field I really haven't given that talk this year because I haven't needed to I'll hear two kids talk or three kids talk they're talking football it's a dangerous thing, you know, and that's really hard to do. They always want to talk about everything under the sun except football at football practice. These dudes are, are talking about football while football practice is going on, and that's – I know that sounds crazy, but that's hard to get 
16 year old, 17 year old kids to do. Well, focus on one thing. That's for sure. Focus on many things. And it just speaks to how dialed in they are and how successful they want to be. And that's part of it. Coach, as you venture down south to San Marcos, thanks so much for the time as always and good luck. Thank you so much. Go Shaps.